We start in Ukraine, where President Zelensky has announced that he's replacing the country's defence minister, saying it's time for a new approach. Oletsky Reznikov has been in post since before the start of the full-scale Russian invasion in February last year. His removal is thought to be part of Mr Zelensky's determination to tackle corruption in all government departments. President Zelensky has named Rustem Ubnarov who is currently in charge of Ukraine's privatisation programme as the new defence minister. Here's Mr Zelensky giving that update. This week the parliament will be asked to make a staff-related decision. I would like to outline it now. I have decided to replace the Minister of Defence of Ukraine. Alexei Reznikov has been through more than 550 days of full-scale war. I believe that the ministry needs new approaches and other formats of interaction with both the military and society as a whole. Well, Yuri Sak is an advisor to Ukraine's defense minister. He gave us his assessment of the change. We as a nation, we are now driven by one single objective and goal, which is to defeat the enemy on the battlefield and to win this war and to restore stability and security in Europe and world. The captain of our team is our commander-in-chief, President Zelensky. So he makes decisions about how, in his view, is best to achieve the goals that we have ahead of us at this specific stage. Uh, so the move that is announced now uh, reflects President's vision. You know, you've mentioned that uh, Mr. Oleksiy Reznikov was the Minister of Defense for over 550 days. And as somebody who works with him closely, I can tell you that every single one of these 550 days, Alexei Reznikov woke up and went to bed with one single thought on his mind, how to get the Ukrainian army more weapons, how to make sure that the Ukrainian defenders have the tools that they need to protect our shared values, to protect our cities, to protect our skies, to protect our people. And... Um, you know, we, of course, welcome now, uh, if that decision will be approved by the parliament, uh, Mr. Rustem Umerov, I'm sure he will bring in his expertise and he will continue on the path of the transformation of Ukrainian Ministry of Defense, Ukrainian Armed Forces. Uh, but Mr. Alexei Reznikov, uh, as a Minister of Defense, his legacy is, is in that he has convinced the world, he has convinced ministers of defense around the world that impossible is possible it only takes a little bit longer it all began with the united states for example telling mr resnikov in autumn 2021 that it is impossible for ukraine to even get stingers and javelins and look now we are getting f-16s now this is something that was not possible without the efforts dedication and personal sacrifice of mr Alexei resnikov that was Yuri Sak, an advisor to Ukraine's defense minister. Well, while this is happening, Ukraine's generals are reporting significant process in the counteroffensive against Russia's invasion. They say their troops have breached the first line of Russian defenses in the south near to Zaporizhia. The generals said extensive minefields had blocked troops for several weeks, leaving them vulnerable to Russian shelling. 
but they say that painstaking mine clearance has now allowed the forces to advance. Keeve says forces are making gains in the south of the country and has, in recent weeks, expanded its units towards the strategic town of Tokmak, a logistical centre for Russian forces. Earlier, I spoke to Peter Dickinson from the Eurasia Centre at the Atlantic Council, and I began by asking him about the changes being brought in by President Zelensky at a time of scandal and corruption accusations in the Ukrainian Ministry of Defence. It is probably the largest change in government since the full-scale invasion began just over 18 months ago. Uh, the, the charges, or rather the allegations, against the outgoing Ministry of Defence, Alexei Reznikov, are, in fairness, not major in scale if we take into consideration uh, the volumes of military aid that Ukraine is receiving. Uh, they generally they relate to domestic procurement issues. Uh, they are revolve around winter coats, eggs, food, things like this. But Ukraine is really trying to demonstrate that it has a zero-tolerance attitude to any form of corruption. And, of course, any suggestions of corruption within the security sector, within the military and defence sector of the country, is particularly toxic at a time when Ukraine is looking to convince the world, and certainly its international partners, that they can trust Ukraine, that Ukraine is a reliable partner, and the aid that they provide will go to the places it needs to get to. And, of course, we have got a, a new defence minister coming in, Mr Umarov, uh, as Mr Zelensky is saying that he wants a fresh start at the top of the MOD. What do we know about him, his history and what he sees for the future of Ukraine? Well, Mr Umarov has a background not at ministerial level but in government. He currently leads the state property fund and is overseeing privatisation programmes. So there's a strong anti-corruption aspect in that role. He's previously been involved in negotiations for prisoner exchanges and also on the grain deal that was brokered last summer with Russia, the United Nations and Turkey. So he's been involved at high levels of government for some time. Uh, his brief will very much be to continue cooperation with Ukraine's international partners while uh, being seen to actively combat any form of corruption or areas, any grey areas within the Ministry of Defence, within the procurement systems, to make sure that they have the transparency they need. It's also worth noting, I think, that Mr. Uh, the candidate, Mr. Umerov, is a Crimean Tatar, a member of Ukraine's Muslim minority, uh, so his appointment underlines the diversity of the Ukrainian government. We now have a, a Jewish president and a, a Muslim uh, Minister of Defence in waiting. So this makes this underlines the absurdity of Russia's attempts to try and portray Ukraine as some kind of a, an ethno-fascist Nazi state. And also over the weekend, Pete, we've been hearing uh, from uh, Ukrainian generals saying that they've broken through Russian defences. Do you think uh, the new head of the MOD is going to have an impact on the front line? I don't think there'll be any immediate impact. I think that the, the, the troops at the moment, they have what they need. The generals have their plans in place. They will proceed. But I think it may, it may actually provide a, a morale boost uh, for soldiers on the front lines are suffering significant losses and, of course, making enormous sacrifices. Uh, reports of corruption within the ministry, within the defence sector, 
behind the front, back home, as it were, in Kiev and elsewhere, is very damaging and very, very sapping for morale. So uh, I would imagine that news of this change will be welcomed by the troops, who will see it as a step in the right direction. Uh, but I don't anticipate any major changes immediately. Pete Dickinson speaking to me a little earlier on.